The biggest struggle I would say was keeping myself and my daughter safe from my son. So ever since we brought her home from the hospital, I had to like take her with me while I was going to the bathroom, stuff like that. Things just escalated so quickly and like seemingly out of nowhere. And I, I couldn't figure it out. And it was like anywhere we went. And I was constantly vigilant and just resentful of my son. And like, why can't you just, you know, like, here's the big brother. You're supposed to like love her and like jealous of other moms of like, oh, and he just adores his little sister. Oh, that's great for you. I, I don't know how to get there. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I feel like I'm failing. I feel like my kids are broken. Is your child's challenging behavior leaving you feeling exhausted, defeated, and hopeless? You are not alone. And I want you to know you are not a failure and your child is not broken. Welcome to Calm the Chaos Parenting, the podcast for parents raising strong-willed, highly sensitive, or neurodivergent children. I'm Dana Abraham, parenting expert, and I have helped hundreds of thousands of families just like yours. Each week, I'll share simple science-backed solutions to help you feel more grounded, in tune, and deeply connected to your child, no matter what challenge you face. Start your journey from surviving to thriving as a family at calmthechaospodcast.com. Hey, 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 everyone. I am so excited to be joined by a parent who has been going through something that I think so many of you can resonate with. So if you have ever felt like your home is just full of enemies, nobody working together, everyone working against each other, you're constantly trying to walk on eggshells and having to navigate landmines, um, you're not alone. So I'm so excited to be joined by none other than Stephanie Kui. She's a member of our Calm the Chaos community and super active in the community and has been working to go from this constant frustration and, you know, feeling like her family's enemies to now working together and actually enjoying family time. So welcome, Stephanie. So excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Of course, of course. Well, I mean, just the other day you posted something in the community and one of our community members said, you are like the picture perfect example of doing the Calm the Chaos work and putting this into action in your life. And I know that at the moment that felt a little surprising to you. And I, that's why I wanted to have you on today because I couldn't agree more um, because you just the way that you kind of approached the situation and then you just took it one baby step at a time to get the results you've been getting. It's just, it really is inspiring. So I wanted you to come on and share your story with others. So before we dive into that amazing story, can you just share a little bit about who your family is? Yes. Um, so I'm married um, to Josiah and uh, we have two kids. Um, they're going to turn seven and five um, in the spring. So it's SK6 is Gabriel, a boy, and SK4 is Eliza, a girl. Um, and that's us. I was just going to explain. We call SKs around here. That means super kid. So if you're curious what SK means, so um, go ahead. Didn't mean to interrupt. Yes. Um, so I would have considered us as um, the three of us, not my husband, as highly sensitive, the kids as very strong-willed, and different things like that. I knew 
that, but I just thought, yeah, it, we're pretty normal, I guess. And, uh, and why, why is this so incredibly hard and not at all looking like what I wanted it to look like? Um, so a lot of anger on my son's part, um, the six-year-old, and a lot of um, screaming and um, crying and yeah, just, I can't walk mommy, you know, um, on my four-year-old's part. If they weren't triggered, then I was, and you know, like it was, I would call it a trigger fest and nobody could stay calm really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Including the adults in the family, right? Yeah. And, and just for anyone listening or watching, I mean, Stephanie, right now, I mean, you're a real mom, real parent, like, it's like, what'd you say, a snow day, one, one is homesick, and then you were dealing with some tech issues before we got here. Is that correct? Like, you're just like, I was like, it's okay. This is totally real life. So if a kid interrupts, this is real life. <laughs> yeah, but we're doing it. <laughs> you are. You're doing it one step at a time. So um, talk to me about, I mean, you talked about how it felt like it was just trigger fest. Um, I know you've told us that it felt like everyone was enemies. Can you describe that a little bit more? Like what, what were some of the things going on in the home? What were some of the biggest struggles? And like, what was, what was like a day in the life of the Queens like back then? The biggest struggle I would say was keeping myself and my daughter safe from my son. So ever since we brought her home from the hospital, I had to like take her with me while I was going to the bathroom, stuff like that. Things just escalated so quickly and like seemingly out of nowhere. And I, I couldn't figure it out. And it was like anywhere we went. And I was constantly vigilant and just resentful of my son. And like, why can't you just, you know, like, here's the big brother. You're supposed to like love her and like jealous of other moms of like, oh, and he just adores his little sister. Oh, that's great for you. I, I don't know how to get there. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I feel like I'm failing. I feel like my kids are broken. And, um, yeah, so it definitely resonated so much when you said that the opposite of that. There were like 20 different struggles or something, but that was the most explosive, the most dangerous. And it was rippling into your relationship with your partner, right? With your, in your marriage? Yeah, it was independent of that, but also kind of making everything harder, harder to, for us to connect and, and then I realized, oh, actually, I don't feel good about the way we've been trying to raise them. And I don't feel like it's been working very well. Whether or not anyone like would want to continue in that, it doesn't sit well with me. So for my sake, I don't want to continue. I had just become honest with my husband about that. And then we were like, well, now what? Like, so it explains why there had been so much tension between us regarding parenting. But then we were totally like, well, your way is dangerous. Your way is this, You're, you know, like totally at odds. It was really hard to connect. And it, so I don't want to blame everything on the kids mm -hmm. or whatever, but it was just a mess. <laughs> everything. Well, and I think you're not alone in that. I think there's so many people who, and it's not that it was because of the kids or because of what was going on, but it's like, it all adds up. And so a lot of parents find themselves in this place where 
they feel like roommates and not even good ones at that. And then they feel like they can't talk about just everyday things, let alone talk about parenting. And so you add that on top of whatever parenting struggles you were going through. And it just makes, it makes every little bump feel like a massive mountain. And it sounds like that's what you were going through. And, you know, and, and here you are, I feel like you were someone who had a lot of knowledge about, you know, you had done a lot of the learning when it comes to parenting and about attachment and sensory things. Can you tell me a little bit about that? And um, I feel like there was like a mismatch, like you knew all this stuff, but it felt like you weren't able uh, to, to really implement it. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So for like 15 years, I'd been learning about these different things that in the end all come full circle in CTC. Things like mindfulness and neuroscience and sensory needs and um, all, yeah, psychology, all these things. And I didn't quite know how to translate it. I had begun, like I'd been doing some therapy work and stuff like that, but still the the vicious cycles continued and things like that and so like out of the moment I could do some work and make some progress but then in the moment I would feel like totally back to square one and like I don't even know what's going on and like I would have these ideas of well if if this sensory situation you know if like I knew about the eights senses and had made some progress like knowing like you have a high need in this area like proprioceptive need and you have a high vestibular need and so I'd um I'd done some things um like spinning my daughter in circles on my arm for I don't know like an hour every day for a while Mm -hmm. um you know like five minutes here five minutes there you know and still it felt like she felt like a bottomless pit of needs to me and it Mm -hmm. was like okay, you're still screaming. And um, I don't, I can't get um, past um, our dynamics. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't translating into um, the help that it, it, I thought it could be. And I was, I was just at a loss of like, okay, well, I, I guess I'm not smart enough to figure this out. Like I've got these, I've read all these parenting books and it sounds like great advice, but then I go to try it and the kids just refuse it or when I like mess with it, I'm like, I'm trying to help you over here. Can you like work with me, you know? And it just wasn't working. But I realized now I was throwing spaghetti at us, just desperately trying things and not understanding what I needed to understand. I was just missing some pieces. So talk to me about what you feel like you were missing to to piece all this together or to to have the big picture. What do you think was some of those missing pieces and that made that shift from throwing spaghetti at the wall to feeling like you were actually making progress? I don't know if it's one thing, but the person I have learned about the most doing this program was my son. And then secondly, myself, who I thought I knew a bunch about. Just little things like needs and stuff like that. So like the scarf I've been wearing for like two months straight. And I, so I had all this resentment toward myself as well, feeling like I'm a bottomless pit of needs. Like my my nervous system just needs to calm it down, you know, like, um, And so acceptance was huge. Just leaning into that. I didn't need more knowledge. I I was missing some pieces of, oh, actually, when I feel cold, I feel on edge. 
when I get cold, when I get hot, that's a trigger for me as well. So when my husband's like, oh, you keep taking your clothes off and putting them back on, like, you know, um, yes, but my body was trying to regulate myself and for now I need to lean into that. So right now I've got this scarf thing here that's super soft to help me feel comfortable. And, you know, so I've just, just leaned into accepting where we're at and that was huge but also it enabled me to see okay what is going on if it's not that they're trying to make me miserable what is going on and then I could see oh actually there's this need and there's this situation and this is super hard for him like when he misses somebody I had no idea when he's super excited about something when he's dehydrated he feels dysregulated stuff like that I had no idea and I was I was pushing them toward like, oh, you should eat, you should drink, you should sleep, you should do these things. And they were fighting me. And now I don't have to put the pressure on. I, I was working so hard and now I feel like I'm working smarter. Now we can work together and now we can um, figure out solutions that actually work. So I don't have to keep trying to against their will kind of help them. That's what I was going to ask is, you know, you're, well, first of all, the thing that I love that you said is you said, the thing that I learned the most from Calm the Chaos was about my son and then second me. So you didn't say the thing I learned most was about attachment theory or about mindfulness or this like strategy or philosophy, but the thing you learned most was about your family. And I think that that was the missing key, right? It was great to have all of this information. It was great to have all of this knowledge, but if you don't know how it relates to your specific situation and then therefore what to do with it, that can be really hard. And, and so my next question is once you started uncovering these needs, because it's not like you hadn't heard of these needs, but once you were getting really specific, like you just said, when I'm cold, it's a sign that I'm dysregulated. My body was trying to regulate itself. And so once you start noticing all these needs, I think a lot of people's inclination is to start throwing solutions at those needs. But you said that that's what you stopped doing. What What is the alternative to throwing solutions at the needs once you've uncovered them? So the, the four-part framework is so, so helpful for me is to start with myself, start with my thoughts, to then connect and not, not start with the solutions at that point, you know, and to understand first, and then you can figure out a solution. And so that was huge for me to take it in that order, <laughs> to be patient. The difference between I found a need right? Because that can be really overwhelming. I've uncovered all these needs. Now I need to fix those needs or I need to solve for those needs. We can dive into that four-part framework just a little bit more and talk about some of the, I mean, I will never forget. I still point people in our program to it almost every time I'm on a one-on-one call, not every time, not to embarrass you, but you posted around Thanksgiving and you were going to be around family. And we had just done some work around creating anchors and you made this beautiful, beautiful post um, or like journaling where you had written out all the scenarios that could possibly happen when you were around family and an anchor that you were going to use to keep yourself calm and not get triggered 
during that situation. And that was the moment where I was like, wow, this is such a great way to use this just one strategy, one tool, but you're really getting clear on all the ways it could show up for you. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you've used that you piece of the framework to help you get out of the overwhelm and feel that constant everybody you know, needs you and feel like you're all enemies. What are some of the things that have been really helpful in that you piece? Yeah. So the first thing I needed that you provide throughout the program is permission. And this gave me um, the permission for myself to take care of my needs and to take care of my kids' needs and to not make it complicated and oh well they're not saying that but maybe they mean that and just simplify and just start with okay what's most important right now to prioritize and it um, helped me in the moment to remember for example regulation is my priority both my kids' regulation and my regulation because that's the starting point um, we're kind of dead in the water if we're not regulated and I get to have needs and things like that. And I try to keep it recurring um, so that I, I could remember better. And I wish I had practiced the anchors more ahead of time because then they work better. But it was still really helpful mentally and emotionally uh, for me to have that list in kind of my back pocket. Then after the moment, it helped me to feel more proud because if I have a goal, I can work toward that goal and I can realize I maybe I didn't meet everybody's expectations, but I met my needs and I, I focused on my goal and um, it enabled me to have more self-compassion and to go, this is really hard right now. Um, instead of viraling, mentally or emotionally um, and getting overwhelmed. So it really helped me and I'm really glad I did it and I'll use it again and tweak it. Dana here and guess what? My book, Calm the Chaos, has officially launched. So if you enjoy the podcast and find the stuff we're sharing valuable, I'm a hundred percent sure you're gonna love the book. You can get your copy at calmthechaosbook.com and if you use this link, you'll also get some special bonuses. So once again, the link is calmthechaosbook.com. Thanks. I hope you're enjoying the show. I grew up kind of having a victim mentality, and um, that was definitely affecting our marriage as well. And so for me, staying within my um, realm of control, which is me, uh, has been huge. And so if I work on my mind, it looks like switching my thoughts and realizing if I'm resentful, that doesn't help anybody or anything. What is my goal here? So like you asked us at the beginning and you keep asking us to, to set a vision, to set goals and to, you know, to, to go towards something. And I, I was just trying to get away. I would like get into overwhelm so quick. And um, I didn't realize that's what it was. I just thought I was lazy. For example, I was able to rake our whole yard by doing progress, not perfection. And just being like, okay, I'm just gonna take a few bags with me. I'm just gonna do one bag at a time and then I can stop whenever I need to. And I did four rounds of it, um, four different days and um, took some great pictures that you said were frameable of my SK4. 
And it was great. I got movement in. So I chose to think about, okay, I get to move my body. I get to be outside. Nobody's forcing me to do this. I don't need to be resentful toward my husband. I know he is helping our family in other ways and stuff like that. So really catching thoughts, which I had learned about a little bit before, but it's just the, the habit. That's huge. Getting into the habit of catching my thoughts and switching them around. Checking if, if it's helpful. Is this, is this true? Is this helpful? And um, okay, what, what is going well right now? The win piece has been so huge. I've been posting a win every day for over three months now, I think. And it's totally transformed the way I see things and the way I feel. And it's amazing how much that can change. And then when, when you start to feel different, you can stay calmer. So I'm helping my nervous system by looking at the positive. And I thought, well, that's just like placebo effect or whatever. You know, I wasn't so sure, but I was like, okay, well, I'll just do it. <laughs> and it's been so, so helpful. I think that's what I've seen with you is just trusting the prog process of like, I'm not sure if this is going to work, but okay. Like it seems to be helping other people. So I'll keep going. Um, and then can we talk just, just real briefly? Um, I mentioned anchors and for people who are new here, they might not know what an anchor is. Um, I, it's one of the first things I talk about in the book, but it's just a mindset shift that can help you stay calm in the moment. And you have told me about just a couple that have been really, really helpful, especially with when your kid would go into Hulk mode, when your husband would get frustrated, when your kid needs, you know, your four-year-old needs you. Um, what, what are just a couple anchors that have been really helpful for you? My anchor is not as much thinking. It's mostly just being, just calming my body down and just like this, all behavior is communication. All behavior is communication. That's been, I think, the best one for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So talk to me a little bit about um, the connection piece. What has been really helpful for you, especially since you feel like everyone was working against each other? Are there any specific things from Calm the Chaos that have helped you connect more, especially in those really challenging situations when things were feeling explosive? I realized that there were things we could do in between moments hmm. that I wasn't doing. When my son watches a show, I can take time to sit by him and to kind of just be, you know, like he doesn't like too much physical touch, but so more indirect physical touch. I can massage my daughter and I can smile at them and I can um, do sign language. I love you just randomly. And I can, I can be silly with them. There's just all these little things that I was underestimating remembering to, to connect and to to cherish them and for them to know that I do cherish them. So it, I've, I've grown to love them so much more. Now when I wake up, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad to see you. Yeah, just accepting, yeah, accepting who they are instead of, and I've noticed that shift even when you ask your questions. We talked about this on the coaching call last week that, you know, your questions are, how do I understand this? Not how do I get them to stop doing this? And that I think is a huge shift that a lot of parents, it's a very small nuance, but instead of how do I get my kid to stop? It's like, how do I understand why this is happening and what are they needing here? Um, and that is connection, even though it doesn't sound like it. 
Yes. And it felt like, um, like it was just a big storm, like all day long, you know, and I couldn't even see the little moments of connection, but the winds and, and, you know, all, all the CTC steps have really helped me to see our, our relationship. And then, oh, there's a little dip, there's a little storm, you know, whatever. And, and then, okay, we came back out of it, you know, oh, okay, you know, and like, okay, but here's our relationship and it's stable. They say, I hate you or whatever, um, get away from me. They, they hurt me, whatever, in the moment because they're upset, but they don't mean it. It's just communication. We love one another. We're becoming a team and I'm becoming a team with my husband. And it's, yeah, they're just struggles, but we are a family again. They're just moments now. It's not like your entire being in life. It's not how you define everything is we're in, we're constantly fighting. Now it's just like, yeah, we had a struggle. We had a moment and we can get through this, um, which I think is huge. I think um, it would be ridiculous of us to sit here and say, and now everything's perfect, right? Like we're not here saying that. We're saying that, it, but it can be radically different. And that's what I've seen in you and in your family. Um, let's talk just finally about, um, you know, you've already talked a ton about the understanding piece. Can you talk a little bit about that collaboration? How did you even get people in your family who are so against each other and constantly fighting? How do you even start getting others to collaborate and listen to each other and work together? It was really interesting to me when I tried it halfway through um, the program or so. And it wasn't, my, my son wasn't ready. He was like upset and stuff and, or got upset through it. And you said, every struggle has to be taken from step one to step five. Like you can't skip steps. And I was like, oh, okay. Now that I've taken it step, um, one step at a time, it has laid the groundwork. And so it's not really that I'm doing anything differently than I, I would have before. It's, it, it just works now because my body language is safe. I choose a calm moment and then I come with curiosity and not with judgment. I come with, hey, I respect you. I, I want us to find a win-win solution here. I stay calm about what I need. I don't blame. I don't judge. I don't put pressure on. I, I used to put so much pressure on. It's just a wide open conversation now of like, okay, what is going on? What can you tell me about? Why do you like this? Why do you want this? Why do you not want this? You know, and so we start with curiosity and then we can collaborate once we understand what is going on. And there was a really big struggle you were having that you brought to one of the coaching calls and it was, okay, I get how all this works when I'm at home in our safe environment, but what the heck do you do when you're in a car? And you're trapped in a car and the kids start fighting and the kids start yelling at each other or even hurting each other. Um, can you just quickly walk through kind of, I know there's so many people that they might be listening to you and they might be thinking, this sounds great and all, but what do you do when you're in public? Or what do you do when it's dangerous? What do you do? You know, and you had that very specific situation where you felt trapped in a car. So can you just walk through kind of quickly what, um, what has transpired with the car situation? It was a process for sure. And it, so my SK6 very, very escalated in the car and it felt out of the blue, but I, I realized, so I did some 
thought work. If he could, he would is another huge one. Or if he could not do that, he would not do it. And I um, had to stay calm myself, yelling and all that. And so I had to stop most of what I was doing. But then there was also a lot of understanding of what is going on inside his body. And so we found some practical solutions once there was that understanding. When you said even, you know, you just said like, I had to stop, you stopped yelling, but you also like had to physically stop. Yes. Rather than, hey, if you don't stop, I'm going to pull the car over, you know, like actually do it. Yes. Yes. And and not in a punitive way. It was like, all right, I'm going to pull the car over to keep us safe. Like we're all going to get, we're going to pull over, we're going to get calm, we're going to get safe, and then we can move forward again because it's not safe for me to drive while you're yelling and kicking each other. Um, So I think that's, it's a, it's such a small detail, but such an important one because you were getting more and more triggered in the car because you felt unsafe and because it felt like I said, like you were trapped. And so you had to have that moment where you pull over, you stop, you get yourself centered, then you can help your kids. So um, I just wanted to point that out because I thought, you know, a lot of times I'll give advice like that on a coaching call or something like that. And people will go, yeah, 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 like whatever. But you followed through with it. And that did make a huge difference for you to be able to, to have the space to be present for your kids in that moment. Yeah, I thought, why can't we make it home? It's just 10 minutes, you know. But how can my body language be safe if I'm trying to not crash the car? I can hear someone going, great, so I'm I'm just going to always have to pull my car over because my kids are always going to fight and I'm never going to get anywhere. Are you still pulling your car over every time you go for a drive? I don't remember the last time I had to do that. It's so amazing that... When things escalate, I can defuse now. So he was getting escalated a little bit. And then I can learn from that. Like, oh, I didn't give you a snack. I suggested you could have one. I didn't have a preferred snack on hand because I'd forgotten. And then it escalated a little. But we got through it much better than before. I know I can pull over. But if things don't escalate as much, then I, I don't have to do what was necessary. It's just... For now, do what is necessary for now. Talk to me a little bit just about where is family now? How are things we talked about? It's not butterflies and rainbows. We're not going to pretend like that. Obviously, your kids are still young. They're going to still navigate things. Your husband and you are still rebuilding a relationship. Um, You're still learning your own, you know, triggers and what calms you and about yourself. But if you had to, you know, we talked about what life was like before. It was a battlefield. It was, um, everyone was unhappy. You didn't want to go through the day with your kids. What is it like now? What's a day in the life of the, um, of your family now? I would wake up and be like, I don't want to do today. Can, can I just go straight to bedtime, like somehow fast forward. And now I wake up and I'm glad to see everybody. And that is huge for me. Yeah, the kids express love toward one another. We're still struggling at times to to be calm enough to play together, but they've had amazing moments. They're becoming better friends. And um, there's much more calm, letting them be who they are and letting each of us be who we are, trying to find win-win solutions. And it's it's been so great to see those moments. Yeah. 
I love that. And when you were, you know, you came in through the seven days to less chaos program um, workshop that we run. And when you were thinking about the program and then you ended up joining the full program with us and, and going through the whole 90 day program. If you were to to kind of go back and talk to yourself back then or to someone else who's thinking about making an investment or joining us for the seven days or for the program, what are some things that you would want them to know? I wanted to just do it on my own to be frugal. Uh, I thought, well, this seems pretty straightforward. You know, I, I have my sister who gets me and like we can we can talk over the phone and stuff and that might be good enough. What I realized through through doing the seven day program is uh, or workshop is I can't really do this alone. I need somebody with me on a day to day basis and I need somebody. My sister's great. Um, understanding me, but she's also in her own storms. And um, she started um, using CTC as well. So um, yeah, this is really exciting. But um, she wasn't ahead of me necessarily. And so I needed somebody who had weathered the storms and come through on the other side and who had different struggles, like all the examples with like autism, ADHD, um, whatever, all these things are so, so helpful for me in a way that I didn't understand. So all the, the examples and the support and like people who get it, who, cause they've walked through it. It's been so great. And, um, the biggest thing has been establishing habits and I don't know really how I would have done that. I'm not great at establishing habits. Good news is that's how all brains are designed. Um, and so it doesn't mean you're broken. It just that you fall into maintenance mode. And that is why you need a program that's designed with your brain in mind and not just here, go learn this information, put it out, you know, and go implement it on your own. That's why we have the real life application calls and the coaching calls and the video ask and all these support systems to help you reset when you do fall off the wagon or when you um, go back into maintenance mode. So yeah, absolutely. It's And and I'm laughing because yeah, I do the same thing and I have to reset and reboot and I have to go, okay, what is important? Why do I want this? And then what is my system? Okay, great. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm back yeah. on track. And the, the crazy thing is all that knowledge was not a habit. And in the moment, all that knowledge went out the window when my executive functioning skills were going down. And I love that. Um, is there anything you'd want people to know about the Calm the Chaos program that maybe you didn't know before you joined? I love the flexibility of like, hey, come as you are. Take it as slow or as fast as you need. We're going to keep pace, but whatever your situation, we're going to work with you. It's just amazing. A lot of people might be like, I don't have time for this or I don't have... Uh, finances for this or whatever, and that you're just so committed to helping families. Thank you for that. I'm really glad that I found a solution and I think everybody else can as well. I know that, you know, we've talked about so much today and we have covered so much ground, but I, I'm just curious, is there anything that I have not asked you or anything that's on your mind that you want to share? Thanks for asking. Uh, I would like to say thanks again for your work and that 
after you went um, through your challenging time, you came up with something that helped your family and then you didn't just keep that, hoard that kind of. Um, you wanted to share that with others. And I think you've done a brilliant job of putting together this program and also the, the culture of CTC, of the community. I love your vulnerability and um, you've really made it possible for people to be vulnerable as well. And I love that it's a, a team approach. It's not the Dana Abraham show, you know, it's, um, it's we are here to calm your chaos. We're here to help you. And we're all going to do this. Um, we are the coaches. And um, so, yeah, I love all of that. And, and I love your, your yarn ball, you know, that um, is all tangled up that so represents what um, our family dynamics were like, and that you know, there's a lot of empty promises out there on the web these days. Um, but I feel like you really deliver. You really are calming my chaos. And um, I would want everybody to know that this is real. This really works. Oh, that makes my day. I might replay that any day that I'm not feeling so hot. So thank you so much for for that. And then just for your vulnerability and sharing your story. And it really there's a reason I share my story. There's a reason I have people like you on sharing your story is because there's someone out there listening right now that they might not 100% resonate with my story, but something you said in yours is going to give them that hope or that lifeline that this really is possible for them. So can't wait to be sitting like a year from now and talking about the differences in your family, because this has just been, and we didn't even talk about this. This has just been in a short amount of time. This has been in, in two months time, the change that we talked about today. If you're listening to Stephanie, I want, and any of this is like, yes, that's my family. Yes that I totally resonate with that, then I encourage you to join our next seven days to less chaos workshop or join us in our calm the chaos program so we can help you establish those habits and create a family that works together, not against each other. So, um, for now, I just want to say, you know, remind everyone, just like Stephanie started at the beginning, she felt like she was failing. She felt like her kids were broken. And so I want to remind everyone here that you are not failing. Your kids are not broken and you are definitely not alone. So with that, I'll see you guys soon. Bye guys. Oh, and before I go, one quick note for all of you who are enjoying the podcast. My new book is officially live and I know you're going to love it. So just a quick reminder, you can go get your copy at calmthechaosbook.com. And if you do, you'll get some cool bonuses as well. Once again, get your copy at calmthechaosbook.com and I'll see you next week.